there. Welcome to Healthy-ish, your almost daily podcast from Body and Soul. I am your host, Felicity Harley. Well, if you live in Victoria or South Australia or Western Australia, you will know that this weekend is one of the biggest on the sporting calendar. It is the AFL Grand Final. Now, for those of you who don't know, my husband, Tom, won a few of those flags when he was the captain of the Geelong Cats. He's now the CEO of the Sydney Swans, which is why I thought we needed to acknowledge the women in this week as the AFLW season is in full swing. The co-captain of the Sydney Swans, Maddie Collier, joins me today. Now, she hasn't played this season due to a foot injury, but I still wanted to pick her brain on how the rest of us could increase our fitness levels to perhaps those of an AFLW player. Now, we keep our healthiest episodes short, but if you want to hear more from Maddie where she chats about her career in AFLW, just search for Extra Healthy-ish wherever you get your podcasts. Maddie, welcome to Healthy-ish. Nice to chat to you today. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, two, is it two or three games into the season or four by the time this goes live? Talk us through what the training regime of an AFLW player is when you're in season. Yeah, so it's a little bit different to um, pre-season, I suppose. Um, At the moment for us, it's looking at about two to three field sessions. Um, It all really depends on the game and, and what people are getting load-wise, through load, by load I mean kilometres in their legs. Um, so two to three field sessions and then you've also got probably two to three gym sessions as well that we work in around that. Um, and then, of course, there's all the recovery that goes into it as well. So, um, yeah, spending a fair bit of time at the club. Um, but, yeah, it's it's a bit lighter on in-season compared to pre-season. So talk us through what you do when you field train. Field train, yeah. So um, basically it'll probably consist of obviously a warm-up um, and preparation for a warm-up and then it'll be, oh, depending on the night, probably between three and five drills um, and that'll sort of look like say we need to do some contested work based off um, the results of previous game Um we might do some contested drills and then some ball movement drills. So it really depends. Um, but they sort of factor in, um, yeah, the loading on our feet and how much contest work we're doing um, just to sort of manage our bodies and whatnot. Um, but, yeah, it could be anything from, I suppose, 2Ks on a light night to seven or eight in a big session. So, um, yeah, especially throughout the season, it sort of tapers off a lot because you kind of want to manage for the weekend. Um, but, yeah, it can be a bit of a surprise package sometimes when you see what's in training some nights. I bet, and especially if you're running up to 7Ks. And then is it about 14? I mean, I know in the AFL men's it's about 14Ks a game. Are the women the same when it comes to running and, and let alone the knocks that you receive? Yeah, I don't think – we don't do quite as many as the men, obviously, because our quarters are a lot shorter. Of so course. Overall game yeah. time is shorter. But – um. Look, I have seen some girls that are playing on the wing get up to probably 9K, which is pretty decent effort considering the time difference. So, and yeah, obviously the knocks and stuff as well. So I think the average is, don't quote me on it, but I think it's around 7.5, 8K. Um, And obviously it depends on the ground you play on as well. So some grounds are a lot bigger and got a lot more space to run. Um, The North Sydney Oval that we played on, our Ks weren't very long because it's a pretty small ground there. So, um, yeah, it really varies on on distance. Um, But we sort of don't look at that 
as much as what we look at as the high speed running um, because that's probably more reflective of our game is the repeat efforts and, um, yeah, being able to repeat those and, and have less fatigue time, I suppose. Yeah. Um, that's probably a key measure for us, yeah. So what are you doing in the gym to support that? I mean, the bursts, it's more bursts of strength, you know, got to strengthen your legs, right, to go fast, quick. What sort of things do you do yeah. in the gym? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, So we definitely do a lot of injury prevention. Um, The swans are really big on that, which I think is great because um, there is a lot of prevalence of ACLs, unfortunately, in in women's sport and in AFLW in particular. Um, But in the gym, it probably is looking like obviously building a lot of strength um, and then power for those for those fast intensity movements. So, uh, again, that sort of depends on the day. Um, some days we have like aerobic strength-based sessions and then some are purely power and then some are just, you know, to get big muscles, which is great, <laughs> um, get a bit of body armour to cop all those knocks. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of lower leg work, but it's also um, lots of isometric holding and, and really – zoning in on um, particular muscles to make sure that, you know, there's no deficits there because um, deficits can result in injuries. So, um, yeah, it's it's quite comprehensive. And I think for the new girls that are coming in, it's a bit of a shock um, and they're pretty sore. I think everyone by week three or four is pretty sore from the gym and, and all the running load, but then your body sort of adapts and gets used to it and um, responds, which is really good. What do you do for recovery when you're feeling sore? Oh, well, p- most importantly, I would say is sleep, um, and I love my sleep. So I probably sleep on average <clears throat> around – it depends on training. I think training we finish late, so kind of throws you out of whack a little bit, but I try to get at least eight hours, um, but I'm usually a, a better person when I've had nine hours sleep. Um, so that's probably the biggest one. Um, it's honestly just the basics, I think, is there is some other things that we're probably privy to as an athlete, but I would say – um, yeah, getting enough sleep, hydrating um, and nutrition, making sure you're f- fueling really well. So having enough carbs on board but also protein for um, muscle recovery. And then there is things like um, ice baths and um, compression pants and, and foam rolling. I'm a big one. I really enjoy fit foam rolling and trigger pointing um, just because it makes me feel good. Um, I think, yeah, sort of as I've gotten older, I've learned that um, a lot of how I train is based off how I feel and that'll all depend on how I've recovered. So, yeah, I put a big emphasis on that and, um, yeah, making sure I can feel good to go out and perform and train. There's nothing better than getting the foam roller out in the lounge room when you're watching oh. Netflix. <laughs> That's yeah. my go-to at night. I'm normally there just rolling out my, my sore muscles. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's um, It definitely counts as um, multitasking, I think. <laughs> yeah. So what some of your top tips for listeners I mean we're no athletes listening to this podcast it is called healthy-ish after all how can we increase our own fitness levels if we are looking to you know take it up that next kind of step yeah for sure I think um definitely a big one I would say is just finding movement that you enjoy um so I used to train early days for footy and just absolutely flog myself because I thought that's the only way you could get fitter um but sort of didn't work out very well for me in the end um and I've learned to slow down and and change pace um on slower days and I've found that's really helpful um probably like my main enjoyment is is taking the dog for a walk in the morning um and you know it's not in high intensity I'm not working like up a sweat or anything but I find that movement to be really productive so I would just say it's finding movement that you like to do um 
and yeah, really leaning into the uncomfortableness of it, I suppose, um, I think is is more rewarding, whether that's, you know, joining a, a bike riding session on a Sunday morning with people you don't know or things like that. Um, and then the other one I would say is just con- increasing your exercise, <clears throat> pardon me, that you're doing, I suppose, that's not considered exercise. So I think they call it neat. Um, so that might be just parking further away from the shopping center, um, taking the stairs when you can, um, because all those little incremental um, incidental pieces of exercise really add up. So that's probably my suggestion. I like those tips. Manny, thank you for coming on Healthy-ish. No worries. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this chat with Maddie. She's up on Extra Healthy-ish. If you do want to know more about her career in AFLW, more from us, just jump online at bodyandsoul.com.au or follow us on Instagram, Facebook or TikTok. Thanks again for listening. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. I'm Sarah Lamarquin, Editor-in-Chief of Stella and host of our podcast called Something to Talk About. Every weekend we publish a new episode where you'll hear compelling personalities, strong opinions and thought-provoking conversations. I wanted to be able to do it in my time when I was ready and speak my truth when I was ready. The topic of when do I become a mum, that is in my mind 24-7. Search for Something to Talk About wherever you listen to your podcasts.